Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. Hey, so we're doing this podcast thing again? Yep. All right, fine. So I had an idea. Okay. Uh, I think a good way to kind of get to know each other's experience with programming languages is just to read a whole bunch of them and see what you say about them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so basic. What do you think of? Pretty basic. Pretty basic. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned before about the whole gorilla.bas and the yeah. banana and the thing. I mean, you know, go to mistake or no? Uh, necessary back then. But now, nah, I avoid them if you can. I've seen it shoehorn. Yeah. Like there's there's a node package to return go to to the command line. Is Ooh. that is that a bad idea? Probably. Okay. You know what I liked about basic? Uh, line numbers. I think I'm I think I'm unique in this, but I liked that. Yeah, but they but they they counted by tens. What's up with that? Do why? Why? I don't know. Why you don't did know? they do that? Okay. So the reason for that is in case you had to add a line in between like ten and twenty, you could just do fifteen. They didn't actually go by tens. That was just good programming practice. Uh, but why not like by twos or fours? Or... You could ten was just uh, give you enough space where you could add oh. multiple lines in there. Well, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, we learned a thing. We did. Uh, <laughs> C or C plus uh, plus. Probably the language I have the most experience with. Uh, great for uh, high performance stuff. I still don't love the syntax of some of the things in C++, but still better. But at least it was nice and terse compared to some of the other languages out there. I mean, terseness is both a good and a bad thing. Uh, the only real experience I have with it was a high school before college uh, programming course. And uh, I remember dot matrix printers and literally printing out my source code <laughs> to give to my teacher to grade with a red, with a red uh, pen. Uh, Pearl. Ah, my... Uh, CGI Ben. That's what I think of when I think of Pearl. Yeah, Pearl was a mess, but I'll say... Was? It, I don't know. Is this still, do people still use Pearl? That's uh, still being updated, yo. Oh, no. That's a bad idea. I, Pearl, mm. Pearl's a mess, but... Interpreted? <laughs> sure. Uh, so that's nice. One of the first languages that I used to do automation, which has become like kind of a staple of my career, mm -hmm. is I actually automated myself out of a job for the most part. I mean, isn't that the ideal goal, really? Yes, that is my goal, yeah. always. Mm -hmm. Biggest problem I have with Perl is because it let you do so much in so many different ways, it always became complicated and the syntax was terrible. Mm -hmm. I, Pearl, I only knew about Pearl because of websites and because that was how you actually did like backend stuff before PHP and such yep. existed. But I, ne but it always seemed like a black box and I just never really touched it. Yeah, so. my first dynamic web page that I made, I made it to look like my my desktop system mm -hmm. where like you could expand the taskbar and stuff. Was all the backend was in Pearl. Okay, well, uh, to go with uh, you know shiny gem like languages, Ruby. Uh, I love Ruby. Ruby is great. I wish it had taken off more. Community-wise, kind of died out. Why? I don't know. But you know what I really liked about it? Everything in Ruby was an object. Yes. I love that. Well, so then you're definitely a fan of OOP programming. I am a huge uh, object-oriented programmer. You're an Uber. person. Okay. We, we will definitely have an episode about that at some point. <laughs> so does that mean you're not really into spaghetti then? Uh, I love it as a food. I hate it as a programming method. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, JavaScript. You don't have any feelings about it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. N uh, my feelings on JavaScript are almost identical to my feelings on Perl. Uh, it is hmm. messy. 
it lets you do too much. It is too many people's first language. Mm. Um, and people use it to, to do things that it was not intended to do. And so the conventions around it are terrible. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard language to learn from an actual, like, rigorous computer, computer science perspective. I mean, it basically sounds like you're describing English. In a lot of ways, I think that it's is like very accurate. of languages. I, that is it, possibly the best analogy I've ever heard. It formed itself on the mean streets yeah. of programming, and it, it has warts all over it. It's terrible. It has terrible conventions. Like you said, it's, it's, like, it's like the script kiddies, you know, you know, programmed as your, but, but it, but it also just works. It, it does. does. Like you can make the status bar, you know, say something different on a browser. At least that's what I did back in the mid nineties yeah. with JavaScript. Just finding the <laughs> right way to do it is a pain. Yes. I, I will say this. Uh, I learned recently that it was written like the, the core language was written in like 10 days. That's that tracks. And and that explains ev- that's everything you need to know about that language. <laughs> yeah. Well, then what about TypeScript? Uh, TypeScript, I haven't, I don't have enough experience with, but I like its intention, which is to make JavaScript better. Yes. And uh, I, I do use it because I, I wrote a, a, a program for my work in, in TypeScript and Angular specifically, which is Google's kind of version of TypeScript or, or their, their framework around it. And uh, I do like it and it does make JavaScript better, but it still has to be like compiled down to JavaScript. Yes. So in the end, it's still that murky goulash that javascript is well i'm okay with things compiling down into things i don't (laughs) i don't write code in assembly for a reason that's true uh and assembly wait but what's assembly assembly is one level of abstraction away from straight binary which is just zeros and ones right yeah i mean if you want to get down to the brass tacks that's how you tell a computer what to do zeros and ones what about php php i've never used (gasps) oh my god be still my beating heart that like that's all I've used for like twenty years. I, I mean, like if you want to make anything happen between a website and a backend database, PHP, you know, yeah. like. But it also has the same kind of reputation that JavaScript is. It feels very much like it's been maligned forever because it was so many people's first programming language, yep. and so much code gets copied and pasted across the web that nobody's writing their own. And but PHP is up to version eight now, and they it's more oop than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and I think if you haven't taken a look at it in the last 10 years, you should try Let's change tacks. What about some older programming languages that I'm not sure I've ever even seen, like Fortran? Okay, Fortran I did a little bit of in college. Uh, I think my one of my biggest problems with it was that it had a column length, like how long the line could be. Um, that was frustrating. Uh, it was not much better than assembly. That's about, that's about as much as I could say about Ooh, that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not good. What, well, what about, uh, COBOL? Similar. The scary thing about COBOL is how much it is still used in the financial industry to this day. I'm mainly scared that you have anything to say about these languages that I've never even seen <laughs> in the real world, but go Co- ahead. COBOL, uh, I think of all caps. Uh, <laughs> I even wrote it in all caps. <laughs> well, that's how it's written. Um, and it is like... It is the backbone of the financial industry, and that is terrifying because it is not a good language. But is it uh, stable? I don't know. Um, 1999, and secure. Nineteen ninety nine would tell you that it's not. Uh, although we didn't have we didn't have the the Y two K thing actually happen because people were because they hired back the old COBOL programmers to fix it. Exactly. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, off podcast about another language I'd never heard of before. Ada ninety five. What is that? 
Ada 95 is one of those languages that was written... It's a newer version of the original Ada language. Ada 83, I think, was the is original one. Is that refer one. to the year? It, yes, okay. the year of the uh, that it got revised. So, like, C++, there's, like, a C++ 99, right. similarly. It's like right? Windows 95, 98. Exactly. So, Ada 95 was the updated for 1995 version of Ada, Ooh. and it was you. The place I used it was in machines that were running for defense contractors, right? Mm -hmm. It's very well used in that. It was extremely, it's an extremely predictable language. Okay. Um, and you can be very rigorous if you're engineering of your programs because of it. Okay. Uh, what about Golang? Golang, I have very little experience with, but I'm very interested in it. I tried it literally the day that it was announced. Um, so several years ago. Was that like 10 years ago? Something know. like that. Yeah. I tried it the day it came out. And then I don't know. I didn't touch it again until like a, a couple years ago. I looked at it again and it, it has improved. But it's a very functional. Like it, it, the way it wants you to write is in the functional style of programming. And mm. as we just established, I prefer object oriented. Mm -hmm. uh, for functional programming, it seems really good. If you are a Golang person, I may be way off base. That is my impression of it. Hmm. So, yeah, all I know about Golang, except that Google created it, which is why it's called Go. The, the, the problem that I have with something like Ruby, I actually wrote a program in Ruby, and one of the things that I had an issue with was portability. Chain, moving this Ruby, Ruby interpreted program from my computer into a form that could go any to anybody else's computer was always a hassle because their environment had to be set up in a similar way to mine. I yes. tried lots of like packaging things to like say, oh, just run this program and it'll turn it into something you can give to somebody else. I tried like three of those, didn't work. The thing about Golang that I liked was that it was it sort of had a, a fluidity of writing the the language like ruby except it creates a binary in the end which means i can just take that binary and give it to someone else and i don't have to worry about their thing so that but i've, I've yet to actually make anything you know beyond a toy in it so anyway exactly uh what about what do you think about python python is my personal favorite language why uh, i barely used it so i it is very powerful it's very easy to read Everyone that doesn't like it will complain about the fact uh, the fact that it requires you to indent your code yeah, and that white space matters. Languages. But mm. I'll tell you that forces the code to be really readable. So it's opinionated, is what you're saying. It is opinionated about itself. It insists on itself. Yes, um, it does, and I like that. All the stuff I like about Ruby, mm -hmm. um, Python has, except that not everything is a object. If I could change one thing about Python, I would just pull that one aspect of Ruby into it. But I'm assuming that's by design, right? It is, yeah. And it's not just because it's older than Ruby that it's like that? I Because they've updated it since then and have not changed Yeah, that. Python 3 was a big improvement on Python 2, mm -hmm. um, I, but I really like Python. I just, it's fun to program in Python for me, whereas some of the other languages, I... Like, JavaScript makes me mad to program in. I enjoy programming in Python. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I understand your feeling about JavaScript, but just because I, because I mainly web program, I use it all the time, and I've used it, and maybe I've just, like, internalized the, the abusive nature of its terribleness that I don't even really notice it anymore. Uh, it still just has that magical flair of, like, I can make a web page, you know, do cool stuff, and that's what you got to use. It's the Florence Nightingale effect. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what about Pascal? Pascal was... Or is it Pascal? I think it's Pascal, but I'm not actually sure. It just sure. sounds so like, ooh, Pascal. Well, it's named after the guy. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, the guy with the whole uh, 
wager, you know, like I might as oh, well yeah, do Pascal's this. Wager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, what, what do you know about Pascal? Uh, that was my first formally taught programming language. My first computer science course was in Pascal. Also, the only computer science course I ever had that was in Pascal. Now, why was it your only one? Because uh, they were in the middle of switching over to C++ at the time. Oh. Um, so, Ada95, Ada and Pascal look very similar. Pascal was actually designed as a teaching language, is my understanding. Okay. Um, so, it, it was designed to teach people how to program and to understand a lot of the more confusing concepts that most people don't have to deal with in most modern languages, like memory allocation and things like that, and pointers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that stuff goes away. Syntactically, Pascal and Ada look very, very similar. Okay. Uh, what about kind of the combo of HTML, CSS? How do you feel about that? Because I deal with that all day. I'm cool with it. Most people will tell you that those are not programming languages. But they are languages. They are. They are markup languages. I mean, that's the L in HTML. Hypertext markup language. Right. It tells you... It, it is programming in a sense that you are writing code... So that the output looks a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're useful tools. I'm not great with them. <laughs> do you use them all the time? I use them all the time because I, I largely do front end, which when I, what I say, when I, what I mean by that is that essentially the the user facing part of a program, uh, not kind of the heavier database server side things, but like what makes the user interface. Like when you go to something like Google. Why does the you know uh, you know input search field look the way it is and where it is on the page and all that kind of stuff? Like you know where it's on the page, that's largely HTML. Why it looks that way is largely CSS. Yeah. And so both of those have gone through you know many revisions over the years. And and but you know uh, but the the core way that they work has hasn't changed much. Lots of people complain about CSS just because it's gotten so complicated that it's so hard to know sometimes why anything looks the way it does. Once your CSS files get, you know, crazy huge. Um, but once again, I think I've just kind of, I'm a nerd to it at this point because I work with it all the time and it's yeah. just my tools. Well, my, my gut feeling is that both CSS and JavaScript can be written in such a way that they are <laughs> not that confusing mess. But that so many people that don't know what they're doing from a, like... Convention? Yeah, the, the, like the conventions that have built up and the good, the good engineering practices that mm-hmm. have been built up over many other languages aren't necessarily enforced a lot of these things are things that people just play with and then they just keep getting built onto you get the big ball of mud pattern yes well well but i also think that is what draws people into them is that they are not something as hard-edged as c++ that will yell at you if you do something that violates a rule html you can write terrible html and the browser will still largely show you it's very forgiving yeah the bar the barrier to entry is very low for all those things which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I like interpreted languages in general, actually. So, you know, talking about C++ C++ so much, do you have any experience with Rust? And what do you feel about that? I do not have any experience with Rust. Okay, but but do you know of Rust? I know it exists, and I know a little bit about what it's for. (laughs) And and not the thing when a metal gets oxidized, (laughs) but it's it's a programming language that came from Mozilla that make the popular Firefox web browser. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like the more modern C, C++, because it has a lot of the um, kind of more performant and code-safe things that C++... C++ being compiled means that if you make an error in your code and you say, make this a program, it'll yell at you for not doing it. Whereas if you do something in JavaScript, it will still try to run it and fail on the screen, which when you're doing something like embedded, you wouldn't want that. You know? no. But you're doing a web page, more forgiving. Uh, I don't have much uh, experience in it, but it does seem like if I wanted to go into something like embedded languages... 
I don't know if I would start with C. I feel I feel like Rust is yeah. like the more modern way to go about it. I'm probably, yeah. Uh, let's just do one more. Uh, let's hit on databases. What What is your experience with MySQL or MongoDB? Uh, none with MongoDB. Uh, I have done some other non-SQL. Uh, databases, mm-hmm. or no SQL, I guess, uh, is the preferred nomenclature. Um, I don't like databases. Uh, I, let me clarify that. I don't like to <laughs> like create... concept? I do not like to write databases. Okay. I like... Databases are a tool that I like someone else to manage for mm-hmm. me and a nice abstraction mm-hmm. that I use to access them. Right. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they should be as simple to as reading to and writing from a file. Mm-hmm. And everything else should be hidden from me as the developer. Well, then you should love MongoDB and other NoSQL because they are essentially text files that you write to with a, a, a an API. Yeah. Well, so DynamoDB is probably the one I have the most experience with mm-hmm. there, which is it's just key value pairs. Exactly. Right? And for most of what I do, that's fine. When you need a relational database, yeah, MySQL, Postgres, whatever. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah, I, I feel like I know just enough to get through my work uh, on both of those kinds of things. Uh, this is why there are specific positions like database programmers or database managers, because they are so complex that yes. you sometimes need just a guy or a girl yeah. working on that. Yeah, so. a, a single person... Or not, not even necessarily a single person, a team of people that are dedicated <laughs> to that. It is a unique skill set. Yeah. Just like I can do system administration and, and run the computer. I don't want to. I'm right. capable of it. I'm not good at it. What I'm good at is, is a smaller subset of the overall technological infrastructure. Objective-C or Swift? I only ever did Objective-C. My... my uh, my one iOS program that I ever put out myself <laughs> shut the box. Yes. Uh, which wait. I tried to write music for, but he rejected it. Technically speaking, you did write it. I just never put it in because I didn't oh. update the app after that. Okay. well, whatever. <laughs> uh, that was all Objective-C. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. It's just a wrapper to C++. Mm. But, you've, but you, you've used Swift, yeah? I've used both. Uh, actually, I wrote a, a, an app with some friends called the Standing Desk app which was an app that basically you could set timers for that would tell you if you had a standing desk whether you needed to lift it back up or put it back down. And that was all in Objective-C. But I've also written things... uh, I I wrote a wrapper to the um, uh, macOS say command, which which makes the computer, using a computer voice, say whatever you type in there, uh, called it utter, and it has uh, the logo of a cow. And you basically just type in the text and you have a little sliders that say like speed and frequency. And then I rewrote it in Swift and called it Utterly. <laughs> uh, so that's that's my experience with that. I, Objective-C was tough. Swift is much better. I remember when the first version came out, uh, I much like you read that book about BASIC when you were eight, I read the entire Swift book because I was so excited to use it because that's how, that's who yeah. I am. I, I strongly disliked the syntax of Objective-C. That is, that's what yes. I remember. Some of, some of the actual like symbols you had to use to indicate certain things, I just... Too many brackets, too, too many, many brackets. Too many brackets, yeah. Yeah. Didn't um, like it. I, uh, I think the one we have to talk about that we haven't talked about yet yes. uh, is, is Java. Okay. Well, so just to preface, my only real experience with Java was in college because that's apparently what colleges choose in the early O's as the... Here's how you teach people to program. Yeah. Here's Java. I don't know what they do now in 2021, but that was about the extent of my knowledge. I bet it's JavaScript now. Um, Probably. <laughs> uh, that's also about the extent of my Java, except no one taught it to me. It was just, 
Java came out while I was in college. Um, so I used like <laughs> Java, Java 1 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, the syntax, it was too verbose. Mm. I remember oh. to print something out, system.out.println. Oh how do you gosh. read something in from the command line? I don't even know. And so many like, like uh, include factory right. stuff. But from what I've seen, it has greatly improved over the years. Kind of like PHP. Yes. Mm. And um, really, though, my understanding is to really use Java, you need to know the the some framework that Java exists in. Very similar to JavaScript on that. Uh, those two things, not related at all. <laughs> um, they sound like it, but they are not. Yeah. But I, that's one of those things that if we didn't talk about, someone out there would be screaming because it's Java's just such a hugely popular language. Java is huge. And, uh, uh, also huge is uh, shell scripting. Yes. Uh, I've done some shell scripting mainly to automate tasks on my computer I've using done, Bash. I've done much. Yeah. Uh, I will say Bash is a huge improvement on, on straight SH programming. Mm -hmm. And uh, ZSH, which is sort of the next generation oh, you're of ZSH, You're a ZSH I, man. I huh? haven't played around with it much, but it seems like it's got some nice improvements on top of Bash. That's the new one that ships with the latest uh, version of Mac OS, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Which is the only reason I've used it at all. So you haven't tried Fish? I have not. Okay. My, my co-worker uh, is a big Fish fan. Not, not the, he, not, he, not the jam he, band. He travels around with the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but he, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Fish... Uh, um, yeah, he, he pushes it. I haven't tried anything but, but Bash. Um, you know, but, but I've learned enough shell scripting to be dangerous and that's what's fun. I thought of one more just as we were talking that I'd like to finish up on just cause it's a fun language. Uh, Lua. Lua, I have very little experience with. Uh, the amount I've got experience with it is it was running. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a, effectively a scripting language that ran in an embedded system that we had that we were using yes um, that sounds very and very I, I didn't get to use it much but i really like that concept uh i i used lisp in a very similar manner at mm -hmm. one point in time in my life which i am i feel like i'm very much in a minority of people that like lisp <laughs> well there's there's at least dozens of you out yeah, there dozens mm -hmm. um uh there's tens tens of us uh, but lua seemed really cool from that perspective i would like to learn more my experience with Lua, very briefly, many years ago, was when I played a certain multiplayer uh, online game in a fantasy world with humans and, uh, and orcs. The way that you wrote a lot of the mods for that game uh, were in Lua. That makes sense. But more recently, there is a throwback 8-bit hardware emulation system called Pico 8. Oh, I've heard of that. And all the scripting for your games in there is done in Lua. Um, and so I learned mainly Lua and made like, you know, a quick little fun racing game using it. Um, the thing about Lua, or Pico 8 is very cool, uh, talking about uh, constraints, uh, I, I feel that constraints breed creativity. They do. Know, uh, in art, in programming, anything. So the fact that like you could only have, like, like your script file could only be so long or so many K, K you know, kilobits big was like, okay, I need to maximize this. I need to, you know, it's like if you're going back to writing like an old Nintendo game, you know, yep. you only had so much space, whereas now, you know, uh, Node throws 300 megabytes of, uh, <laughs> you know, stuff in your Node modules directory without you even writing anything to right, a screen. You don't think twice about it. But, that, you know, that kind of thing leads to creativity, like uh, the bushes and the clouds being the same in Mario Brothers. Exactly. 
they, just different they, colors. Yeah, you know, you, you, you work with what you, you got, and sometimes you make magic. Yeah. yeah. Were, were there any other languages you wanted to talk about, Matt? I think we covered a ton of them. We covered a lot. Uh, there's there's some dumb ones out there. Not dumb in that they're the languages themselves are stupid, but no one uses them anymore. Like, fourth is written basically backwards. It was a stack-based language. That was one of those ones I learned just for fun. Okay. Uh, to fun. <laughs> I, I like to learn things. Yeah, um, okay. So that was, that was a weird one. Yeah. Um... Uh, what else? There's also weird ones like uh, Doge and like... Oh. Uh, there's brain, certain four-letter words yeah. starting with F. Brain fork? Yeah, brain fork, uh, which is literally written in pluses and minuses yeah. and nothing the, else. There's one that's just straight up white space. Yes. I, 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 in college, we used to play around with a C in such a... You can write C in such a way where it's just completely mangled. There's a term that I'm trying to think of. Obfuscated C. Ah, yes. Obfuscated C, which looked like all those garbage languages, but were ultimately C, just mangled. It's amazing how many different ways you can basically make a language that eventually just turns into a bunch of zeros and ones in the end. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that everything you do on a computer just ends up as zeros and ones. No matter how many different languages we talk about, they all turn to that at some point, which is crazy. Um, okay. Well, anything else? Nothing I can think of. Okay, well, I hope we hit some of your favorites and maybe some of your not favorites because it makes good discussion one way or another. Uh, this has been Hacking the Gibson. Hope you enjoyed it. This has been Mike. And I've been Matt. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.